0: It's time for another episode of A Dad and a Daughter Talk Notre Dame Football. Now, from Bryn Mawr, Pennsylvania, in Belmont, California, here is Maggie and Matthew Paveo. Happy Saturday, everyone. A special Saturday. Uh, dad and daughter talk Notre Dame football. It's coast to coast again, Maggie in Philadelphia. I am in Belmont, California, and we are ready to talk Notre Dame football. There still is action going on. This is the big show though. I should say we should have some like uh, red carpet show because we will be giving out our season awards today. It's our award show. Um, but first Maggie, how are you doing? Um, how are things-
1: You know, I'm doing okay. Last week of uh, time on campus, finals week coming
0: up. Next week's show will be in person, in person next week's show. The preview Mm -hmm. of the bowl game, yeah, probably. Um, Great. Well, how's the weather? It's cold?
1: It's actually kind of warm today. It's supposed to rain all day tomorrow, so getting a little warm.
0: Okay. Well, Maggie, uh, the big stuff for Notre Dame right now, well, they did have their first practice for the bowl game. We could talk about that, but let's talk transfer portal news first. Uh, Notre Dame's big pieces starting to come together for Notre Dame uh, with Riley Leonard uh, coming. The biggest probably piece, although we'll talk about in a second, um, the you know, the quarterback Adam Duke. But we also had, oh, what's his name? I've lost his name. Um, and Oban, uh, RJ Oban, sorry. I was going to say Roman Oban, but I think that's a former play. Maybe he's related. I'm not sure. Uh, RJ Oban coming as well as a few receivers um, Bo Collins I don't, know, don't remember if last week's show he had signed yet or not um, so Notre Dame is really doing well in the portal a much different feeling around campus I think than two weeks ago when everyone was seemingly leaving uh but now you um which is who's gonna be the biggest difference me- member, maker of this group is it gonna be Riley Leonard is it gonna be RJ Oban is it gonna be the receivers what do you think
1: I mean I think although I don't want to say it I feel like Riley Leonard probably will be because you're probably recruiting him similarly to Sam Hartman, where um, Mm. he'll probably be the starter. I mean, nothing's confirmed, but I feel like he will be the starter. Um, And, you know, people are really excited about Riley Leonard. Everyone who's been Mm. listening to the podcast the past few episodes should know that how I feel about Riley Leonard. I'm very much neutral, maybe neutral Mm. in a bad way. Um, So I think that, you know, having a new quarterback last year, it already made such a difference with Sam Hartman and mm-hmm. changing up from mm-hmm. the Drew Pine season. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel safe in saying that it's probably going to be Riley Leonard, but I'm excited to see like what the other transfers are going to bring to the table, especially our new kicker, or not especially, but also our new kicker, right. Mitch Jeter.
0: Uh, yeah. I right about him too. That big, mm-hmm. great kicker coming. Another great kicker. Mm-hmm. Let, let, let's um, let me ask you, this. What percentage, since you brought it up, what percentage uh, chance do you think it is that he will be the starter in our first game in Texas and Texas a&m Like percentage wise?
1: I, I feel like uh, maybe like I mean, 80,
0: 87%. Okay. <laughs> like, leave it, you know, ask a math major what this yeah. is. Yeah, of course. Yeah, right. Um, I, yeah, I was thinking 80 to 90% chance. Uh, I would, I, and then what, what do you think if, if say, um, and comes out and throws 350 yards and four touchdowns against Oregon state, which who knows, man, I, all I've seen is that guy is produced. So let's see. Um, do you think that'll change it up at all? Or do you think it's kind of guaranteed Riley Leonard is going to be the, like you said, 80 to 90%. Does Angeli have any kind of shot, even if he plays, if he plays great in the bowl game?
1: Um, I mean, but the thing is, Angeli's been playing like well enough, except for the yeah. his Stanford last game. Pass. <laughs> yeah,
0: his last yeah. pass. <laughs>
1: um, But, you know, he's not his last pass. Um uh, yeah. So I, I think potential for like a conversation about okay. it. But um I do think like, why would you go out and get a right. prospect like Riley Leonard if you're not planning on playing him and you're not promising them him that time, just like you did Sam right. Hartman? This is going back, but um roman oban is the son of oh, wait it's the Arget father Israel. of rj open
0: oh so yeah. look at me boy that's good yeah. knowledge mm-hmm. uh no. Nah. all right then uh I, w- I don't feel so lame for not knowing his name or thinking his name was roman oban now yeah what about um uh, uh and i think you're exactly right you wouldn't go out and get him if if not you're not going to start him or at least put him in a huge contention to start um you know, how much of a difference Do you think that makes? Like, are you talking one or two wins? Like, say you don't say we weren't going to get Riley Leonard. Um, I mean, really, did Hartman make that much of a difference at this point? I mean, look at their season. I don't know. You know, uh, what is the expectation? Maybe, I guess, should it be like, you no, know, we have to win 10 games next year. We have to be in the, we have to at least be in the New Year's Six Bowl if you're going to come over here.
1: I mean, I think that, the beginning of the year, Sam Hartman brought a lot of yeah. energy, right? Um, and I think it was good. The, this is what is a little bit different. This situ- like in my mind, this time is that I think we got him mostly because Steve Angeli was not in the place we wanted him to be, and neither was Tyler Buckner. But I think mm-hmm. that this past year, and maybe this is just me speculating, but I feel like um, like Angeli's gotten better. So do we really need Riley Leonard as much? That's why I kind of feel the way I do about Riley Leonard. Um, Yeah. But it seems like they're kind of trying to repeat that process.
0: Right. Yeah. I I just, yeah, I'm just, I don't know what we're talking about. here. I look at the schedule and I'm like, well, I think Steve Angeli could win nine or 10 games next year. I don't know why I think that he hasn't done much on the field, but, you know, I just don't see, maybe I just don't know the difference and and, uh, I guess I should just rely on the coaching, but, I don't know how much of a difference this is. um, But anyway, I guess maybe this is how the game's played these days, you know. Uh, Although Alabama doesn't seem – well, I guess they got Buckner, but, you know, who knows. (laughs) I guess it didn't work out for them. But um, anyway, good question. How about open? What do you think – what kind of difference do you think he's going to make? Is that a a huge pickup or just a a mid-range pickup?
1: I feel like with some players leaving, like Jean-Baptiste, I think, is out of eligibility, so he's not – right. Back. Right. Um, I I kind of look to have them repeat again that process as well because he's a defensive mm-hmm. lineman, correct? Yes. If I'm wrong, yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah, um, yeah. Same thing. So,
1: but I mean, also with our defensive line, I feel like we're pretty strong. So it's, I mean, it's just getting stronger right. with Oben on there, um, right. especially with Howard Cross coming back and Riley Mills well, coming back.
0: Well, I was just going to talk about that. Yeah, exactly. I, 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 yeah, I love that Obin Oben seems to fit the. Yeah, the, I think you're right. The JJB. Uh, piece from before. And, and about, what about the receivers? Who's going to, any of those really um, is that an, we talked a little bit about this last week, uh, but do, do you think that's an um, an increase in, in talent?
1: I mean, our wide receiver room is very young. So yeah. I, I feel like, yeah, that would <laughs> increase some, I, yeah. I feel more confident with our receivers Knowing that we have some veteran receivers in there, because especially with right. losing like Tobias Merriweather and Rico Flores, who maybe weren't like the most veteran people in the room, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. they still had a lot, good of a fair amount of experience. Well, right. kind of. Um, so. Yeah, I don't want to say experience again because I've been saying that in every single line <laughs> that I've been speaking, but that's my <laughs> my key takeaway from the receivers well, that we got.
0: It is kind of what you're going for in the transfer portal, right? You just make yourselves much more seasoned uh, overnight, you know, so you can go out and get guys who have already yeah. been playing. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, that, I think that's where the real power of using the transfer portal and the way Notre has been using it. Um, does Riley, I think Riley Leonard also has another year of eligibility. I don't know, you know. I think he has two years of eligibility. Not that he'd probably be looking to use it, but just, you know, move for that. Um, do you think we need anything else in the transfer portal? Do you think we're still going to keep going? Another receiver, an offensive lineman? What do you think?
1: I was thinking – I mean, I feel like in terms of depth for offensive line, we're pretty good. Um, oh, you do. Okay. Well, except for maybe they did say they were maybe starting a freshman at the bowl. <laughs> so perhaps yeah. not perhaps not yeah, actually <laughs> yeah. well,
0: we'll see We'll see. maybe he's great I mean you know yeah um
1: yeah. but I was thinking oh. and I did forget in saying this I did forget about Mitchell Evans kind of so I said uh, I said right. with injuries like Kevin Bauman and Holden stays mm-hmm. leaving I would say maybe tight end but then I was thinking about it more I was thinking we have Mitchell Evans Holden or not Holden stays um Eli Raridan. Mm-hmm. uh did I say Mitchell Evans or Kevin Bauman yes. I said one of them, the other one. Um, And then we have Cooper Flanagan. So maybe not, Mm -hmm. but I think the injuries are, it's really like messing me up, I guess. It would be,
0: yeah. I think it would be good good, if you could find another tight end just for depth. Um, I think I, yes. Another offensive lineman just for depth. We'll see how this, what's his name? um, Charles Jagusa um, plays. Yeah. as left tackle um we'll see how that goes he i mean he is a top top recruit from last year so you know at some point so was joe Alt. <laughs> you know so we'll see um i don't know interesting i'm interested in, i'm actually very excited for the, the game coming up we'll, but we'll talk more about that next week what about okay so i think also the other big news so you're saying you don't think we need well we're saying both we both think maybe a little depth at tight end and a little depth on the offensive line would be nice
1: i would say so i think yeah. offense definitely more than defense
0: yeah I would mm-hmm. love another explosive player, wherever that is. Too, I mean, I guess everybody can say that, but
1: I would agree with that. You
0: know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, <laughs> from the from, from the obvious uh, category, I'd well, love to get like explosive, please. Can we get like Arch Manning? <laughs> maybe that's just right. me. <laughs> well, you probably <well, laughs> could. He uh, Yeah. Uh, so, listen, I think just as important as the people that we picked up are the people that are staying. Hard Cross, Riley Mills, Jack Kaiser. All said that they are staying. Uh, this past week, I, we're assuming Xavier Watts as well. Um, you know, he was the one in the video. Him and Benjamin Morrison were leading Riley Leonard around in the the kind of the introduction video for Notre Dame. So I assume that means Watts is staying. Um, I, I don't know of anybody else that's that's announced or or is still yet to announce. But those are pretty big, and they were kind of on the fence. People, we kind of thought they might be staying, but we weren't sure. Howard Cross, Riley Mills, Jack Kaiser, Xavier Watt. I mean, how good can this defense be, Maggie?
1: I mean, that's pretty good. I didn't even know that Jack Kaiser still had eligibility, but, you know, I'm happy. Yeah, right. What is he on his, like, <laughs> second master's degree? Like, it's crazy. <laughs>
0: He's teaching classes, I yeah. think, at this point.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm happy to have all of them back. I believe, I think there was something that went around. I don't know how credible this is, but um, I think Marcus Freeman might have said that all the people who have opted out have opted out already. So, which would mean Xavier Watts would stay, which I feel like if you're playing in the bowl game, you're most likely, I mean, most likely going to stay for another year. Um, Yeah, I'm happy with all four of those players coming back. I'm very pleasantly surprised at how many are, actually.
0: Yeah, I mean, and everybody that's leaving, I think is, I hate to say this, but is replaceable. Meaning, um, you know, uh, Um, Cam Hart is going to be replaced by Christian Gray. Right, I mean, mm-hmm. you have um, uh, what's his name? I can't think of the, the linebacker. Maris Fau um, or Maris Lea Fow, you, Either one of them. Maris NJG and Jaden Burchan probably gets replaced by Drake Bowen, um, and uh, Maris Fau probably by Jalen Sneed. Um, you know, we have. It's nice to have a program now that that is replacing talent with maybe even more talent. Uh, I'm really excited to see Drake Bowen play. Um, and um, what's his name? Oh, shoot. The, the, uh, Osbury. Osbury. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and also, Osbury's brother's out there in the transfer portal for, at, from Auburn. He's a safety there. It might be a good pickup for us as well. Um, we'll see. But I saw that uh, and I thought it was interesting. So, uh, will Al Golden stay, Maggie? That's kind of going to be, I think, probably the next question. Uh, Al Golden, is he going to stay? And should he stay? But do you think he will? Or do you think there's a position out there? I mean, he wants to be a head coach. Uh, so maybe even in the pros, uh, there aren't those openings won't start happening here for a bit. I don't know that he gets a pro coaching job, probably another coaching job, but do you think he'll stay?
1: Um, I mean, I think if you look at all these players saying they're coming back, I would assume that he is is either saying or giving the impression that he's also going to stay because like, why would you stay if you're, defensive coordinators like i'm also out of here i feel like that would make sure. more of an incentive to leave as a player um mm-hmm. but you know there might also be you just don't know some enticing nfl openings maybe the chargers <laughs> um very <laughs> well, recently well and that would be a little yeah. too high profile i think right now
0: i just don't think yeah i don't think he's ready for an nfl position but but possibly a medium tier I, I thought maybe if if stoops had left maybe kentucky maybe that have been a little big for al golden but kind of a mid-tier team in, in a Power Five conference, but or maybe we'll what?
1: If, what if he's looking for another NFL defensive coordinator job?
0: Could be, could be. Um, uh, I'm not sure.
1: Yeah. I, I heard he I, wants
0: to be a head coach. You know, oh. who do I hear from? I, you know, I, I. The rumors that I've seen on Twitter and on in listening to things um, seems to be he wants to be another head coach, and I think that those jobs would be available for him at the mid-college re- level, but
1: you know. Yeah, so I guess we can't really know what's going on in his head. Uh, right. <laughs> but right. I would say, like, if you just look at the players coming back, I would say I think he's staying. And because I'm a Notre Dame fan, I'm I'm not a Kentucky fan. I would say that he should stay
0: <laughs> as well. Right, 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 right. Um, I, I think he probably should stay just because this defense is going to be so good. And Notre Dame is going to be so good that there will be a high profile job waiting for him when uh, the season ends um so but we'll see <laughs> we'll see uh you know uh i the lure it will be there you know, these teams once they end at bowls and all this stuff although uh, you know we might have heard by now maybe they're waiting to the end of the bowl game for for him i don't know but we'll see uh, i think you should I, if personally i would tell him stay your defense is going to be awesome the jobs will be better next year um you know so Let's see. But uh, sorry, lost my place. All right. So, Maggie, those have been pretty much the questions of the day and kind of the, the topics of the day. Uh, let's get on to our awards for the year. The most exciting Maggie and I have both been doing tons and tons of research to get our player awards. We're going to start off with a big one, Maggie, the Offensive Player of the Year. Several people in the running for this. Uh, Maggie, who is your offensive player of the year and maybe why?
1: I mean, ultimately, I went with a player who I have picked as player of the game many times. um, And that would be Audric Estime. I mean, on my notes here, which are not extensive, I I said, I really can't say anything else good about him that I haven't said before. I mean, he just had a very complete season. Even when the team looked a little bit rocky, he still was playing at a high level. And although he's going to the NFL, that doesn't mean I can't still pick him for the offensive player of the year, obviously.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> yeah. And so I'm, I'm, I'm sad to see him go, but I think that he'll do well in the NFL.
0: I, I don't see how you can pick anybody else, but I will give a few honorable mentions just to, to spice it up a little bit. Mitchell Evans, certainly if he had finished the year would have maybe been up for serious con- consideration in this award. He had a great season. Joe Alt uh, was fantastic again this year will be a top, 10 maybe possibly top five pick uh but how can you look away from from audric estimate um that uh i mean he's everything right about the program he was a leader he improved every year he was what i mean we saw just such a dominating performance he would have set the record had he allowed been allowed to play all four quarters against stanford um and just a super nice guy and a super good for the program guy um, congratulations, Audra Sma! you are our Offensive Player of the Year. All right, Defensive Player of the Year. Maybe a tighter race here, maybe not. Defensive Player of the Year, Maggie, who do you have?
1: I also went with a pick that might be an obvious choice here, although there are, <laughs> are a few. I went with Xavier Watts. I mean, yeah. I, oh, I just realized in my notes I said maybe this is the obvious choice. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think, you know, when he wins an award for the best defensive player yeah. in college football... Don't know why he didn't win the one for best player in the secondary. But, <laughs> you know, like
0: it's all over the place.
1: Um, then you kind of have to pick him for the best defensive player of the year. Yeah. I He led the uh, all of college football with the amount of interceptions. And I, you know, all of a sudden this, he just started racking those things up because all of a sudden he was just in that place, which I thought was very surprising and very good considering he's had a really rocky road. Not rocky, a non-traditional road at Notre Dame. Being like a yeah. offense and then defense and then finally finally finding his footing this year, it seems. So um, I hope he comes back next year, but that's who I have.
0: Yeah, I, I give it to Xavier Watts. I, again, just for all the reasons that you stated, I don't see how you could pick anybody else. Uh, my arm, The other people that were considered uh, were J.J.B., uh, were uh, J.D. Bertrand, and um, maybe Benjamin Morrison and Cam Hart kind of as a collective. Uh, but just the, the – yeah. I just think Xavier Watts uh, with his stats, with his performance, with his story, the whole thing. And I know you like a good story, Maggie.
1: I do. The whole
0: thing. He is the player of the year on the defensive side. All right. Um, uh, Offense and defensive linemen. I'm going to lump them together, right? Who do you have as your player of the year as an offensive or defensive lineman?
1: Yeah. So I actually have a few picks. I could go here.
0: Uh, yeah, this one's a little, a little bit more difficult. The other two are pretty obvious.
1: There's one that I want to pick, but I don't know if it's like the right decision to pick. So um, I'm going to go with Howard Cross. I, I thought that he had oh, kind of like Xavier Watts, a surprising mm-hmm. surprisingly good year. I think he finally found his place on the team. And again, maybe this is going to sound a lot of like what I said about Xavier Watts. I'm glad that mm-hmm. he's coming back next year. And I think they're going to both be even better next year. So um He's another one that kind of just crept up on me and like had a good season, so uh, mm-hmm. I'm going with Hardcross. Cross. The other player I would want to say is Jean Baptiste because he is a personal mm-hmm. favorite of mine, um, but he he also had a few good games as well, so a mm-hmm. little honorable mention. Yeah,
0: there. actually, I'm going with Javante Jean Baptiste, kind of as a uh, underdog winner of this. I think he only because. He maybe wasn't as consistent as like a Joe Alt or even a um, Howard Cross, but his plays in big games were so important that to me that, that, that made the difference. Uh, I think maybe we're taking Joe Alt for granted a little bit, uh, but for, to me, the player of the year on, the, for the lines was Javante Jean-Baptiste. So a little bit of a split there between us. All right, Maggie, who's your surprise player of the year? I mean,
1: I had to pick Jordan FaZe
0: on <laughs> <Yeah>, Of course. <laughs> you had
1: to pick Jordan FaZe. He didn't even uh, right. have a scholarship going into the right. season. So the fact that he came, became like one of our top
0: receivers is just. Maybe the top. I don't know. Yeah. At the end of the year.
1: Yeah. It's a mix of confusing and also great, you know? Um, <laughs> so, I mean, good for him. I hope that we have another lacrosse player turned football player soon. If oh. you know what I'm saying.
0: <laughs> well, we if you know what I'm the saying. player of the year predictions here for 2024. But, uh, yeah, I I, uh, I don't see how you can pick, again, anybody else other than Jordan Faison. And, you know, I don't even know his stats are that great. You know, when he had probably five or six catches, I should look it up. But <laughs> I'm going to look it up here. Hold on. Give me a second. Jordan Faison. But it's just the, the energy that he brought um, to, the, to the team. The He was the only breakout player for that. <laughs> uh, yeah, he had uh, – yeah, he had seven catches. Oh, he had 14 catches. Uh, uh, yeah, 14 catches for 200 yards and three touchdowns, though. Um, but that, that's enough for us to be the surprise player of the year because, yeah, he did come out of nowhere and give a lot of energy to the team and looking forward to what he can provide next year. All right, Maggie. Unit of the year. What? Which unit on the Notre Dame's team, or the, yeah, the nerding team, had its the best collective year? Was it the running backs? Was it the offensive line? Was it the quarterbacks? Was it the defensive backs? Was it the linebackers? Defensive uh, line. Special teams. What, go, which unit?
1: I'm going defensive line. I just think they were. Oh, s- wow. So. Yeah, I was really yeah. Wow. But don't worry, I have a backup as well or an honorable okay. mention, okay. <laughs> which is now how I, I'm getting around the picking one thing is I'm just saying yes, the other things. Right, on, honorable right. honorable mention. That's what I did, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I thought that they were, I mean, I picked Howard Cross and I gave an honorable mention to Jean Baptiste and where okay. are they on the defensive line? True. I, I True. thought they played decently well. Um, I'm glad to see what they're are excited to see what they're gonna do next year which is kind of my theme I guess with these picks. but then I also wanted to give an honorable mention to the linebackers because Jack Kaiser and JD Bertrand alone they've been a duo for like it feels like the past five years but it's probably only been like two and um, they just provided such like a veteran presence there mm-hmm. so um I'm I'm picking kind of picking those two yeah
0: okay. Uh, I I am, wow. I, was, I did not have, I'm going with defensive backfield with you look at Cam Hart, Benjamin Morrison, Xavier Watts, throughout whatever other safety you want to put in there. Uh, they were the top notch and I think made everybody else better on that defensive side of the ball. Uh, so my defensive, or my unit of the year is the defensive backs. I would say that my honorable mention would be the running backs. I thought asked to carry a lot of weight. I think there's a lot of talent in that room. Your best player on the opposite side was a running back, but I think Jadarian Price had a big return. I think uh, Jeremiah Love showed a lot of um, explosiveness, and I thought uh, Jabron Payne could get the big yard. You know, the, those tough yards. So they're they're my honorable mention defensive backfield. With even with Christian Gray, uh, so much depth there. The linebackers probably should be, in, you know, mentioned as well. Um, I'm kind of disappointed it's not the offensive line. If you had asked me at the beginning of the season, I would have told you it's going to be the offensive line. Um, but uh, I just think that, especially in the middle, his were inconsistent. And and so anyway, I don't want to get into any negative stuff, but my team, my my unit of the year was the defensive backs. All right, hey, who is your freshman of the year?
1: <sighs> I mean, it's kind of tough to say because, you know, he's technically gone now, but – I was oh. gonna give it to Rico Flores.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. I thought, do we it? Yeah, we'll mail it to him.
1: I thought he was maybe a mix of surprising and and also like just freshman of the year. Um, I thought that he really stepped up. We were kind of joking about him being a big player because he is local. And right. you know, in those that short time he was with us, he really showed flashes. Um and you know, yeah. he did
0: show a lot he of was- bit- Yeah. Yeah, no, no, go
1: ahead. A lot of potential. A lot of potential. I'll give credit where yeah. credit is due. You could also, I guess, make the same argument for Jaden Greathouse, although he did get injured, which is right. kind of how Rico Flores got more playing time. Um, right. But yeah, a little reek.
0: Okay. Uh, On to uh, somewhere it. else now. Certainly, Little Reek would have been in my honorable mention category, as would House. I think Greathouse, you're right, had he played a full season, would have probably been the freshman of the year. I think also uh, Cooper Flanagan, if he played more, probably would have been in the mention for this. I'll go with Jeremiah Love, um, just because of the consistency across the, you know, he was asked to do some things. And he really, um, I thought, lived up to it. He's the most explosive running backs in a room, a pretty talented room. Uh, big things, I think, are ahead for him. Can't wait to see how he develops. Can't wait to see him in the bowl game. I think he might have a big bowl game, but we'll talk about that uh, next week. So my freshman of the year was Jeremiah Love. All right, Maggie, you're, here we go. The big one, player of the year, overall player of the year for Notre Dame this year. Is it Audrey Gostame? Is it Xavier Watts? Is it Joe Alt? Is it you know, any of the people we picked? It doesn't have to necessarily be one of the ones we picked, I guess, but is it Sam Hartman? Who's the player of the year?
1: it's Audric Estime. Um,
0: <laughs> I mean, he, I try to add drama to it.
1: Yeah. He, he was so good again. I can't really say anything else. Cause I feel like I gave him kudos every single week this uh, or every single episode this season. But right. um, I mean, we expected him to have a pretty good year. I uh, kind of shaky considering Logan Diggs had left over the off season and Nope. He kind of picked it all up and oh he was just very consistent in the times we needed him most. And that's kind of what you ask for when you're thinking of player of the year. So I picked Estime. I, just,
0: I think in the same round. It's kind of what I said before. If you want the face, who was? If you ask me in 10 years, who was the person in 2023? You're gonna remember Audrick Estime. Um, he was. It was the year of Audrick Estime. Just both as a leader, as a running back, as a talented player. He's going off to the NFL. He improved his draft stock. Everything's great for him. So congratulations, Audrick Estime and adding to your list of awards although you should have probably been up for the joke walker but here's something more prestigious the dmd award uh Mm -hmm. for you and so all players if you uh email or text us we will be sending you the award uh (laughs) (laughs) just give us where to send it and we'll send it in all right maggie and we're gonna end this show with a player of the year prediction for next year who's your player of the year next year
1: yeah i i love doing surprise player predictions and uh yes so I, I originally okay. So here's the thing. I actually was gonna go with one person. I okay. swear, I was gonna go with one person, <laughs> and then I heard, I read something, and I picked another. So oh, okay. um, the first person, the first person I picked um, was
0: <laughs> the original
1: was Kevin Bauman.
0: Whoa. Okay. Yeah,
1: he's coming back.
0: Wow. I okay. think he's gonna
1: have a t- a Michael Mayer type of season.
0: Real Wow. That's yeah. not only, wow, that's a surprise part Okay. Kevin. the second one? My okay. second one and is a little,
1: else? this is a shout out to uh, my sister.
0: Kahanu oh, okay. Kia.
1: <laughs> Kahanu oh. Kia, who is coming back from a two-year Mormon mission. Um, oh, right, right, right. He is back on campus next semester. So I think okay. he's going to come back. He's going to have this great, we didn't really have to see much of him. We didn't really get to see much of him because he was right. a freshman when he had left. So, Mm -hmm. you know, he's big question mark. So those two players, I I couldn't pick one.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna say so. Yeah, I I I would the people that I considered. I'll say it this way: the people I considered are Drake Bowen. I think next year is the year of Drake Bowen starts to shine. Jalen Steed as well could step up finally, Uh, but I can't look away from like a Benjamin Morrison to be just that elite lockdown, but it, to say player of, it's hard to have for a defensive back to be player of the year. Uh, so I will go with Jadarian Price. I think he will be the lead running back. He will get the most carries. He will have many hundred yard games. Jadarian Price will flash onto the major scene next year as a player to watch. And he will be our player of the year in 2024. All right, now we are not doing picks this week, correct? We will be back next week. Uh, and do our full prediction of the uh, Notre Dame game as well as maybe some other picks. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to it and looking forward to seeing you in person next week, Maggie. So uh, do you have any final words before we sign off on our awards show?
1: Catch you on the flippity flip, everyone.
0: All right, go Irish.
1: Thank you for listening. Join us next Friday night for another episode of A Dad and a Daughter Talk Notre Dame Football.